Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Father-Son Packers podcast, your source for Packers news, notes, and analysis. My name is Tommy. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my dad, Matt. Dad, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm not suffering in as much heat and humidity as you are. Yeah, it has been brutally, brutally humid. Not too hot, but like 85 degrees with like 80% to 90% humidity every day down here in San Diego for the past like week or two. And we were just joking about like, I sweat a lot, like exercising as it is. This might be TMI, but I have (laughs) just been like, like, it's like I just jumped out of the pool after I'm done playing basketball most days. Like I am just like, there's a thick sheen of sweat all over my body. My shirt is soaked all the way through. Like it looks like I showered with my clothes on. Like it's it's pretty ridiculous, honestly. But yeah. meanwhile, people up here are in jackets and, and hoodies. Is it that chilly by you guys? Well, the high was sixty. Well, it sounds like Wisconsin <laughs> is kind of more like what's going on here because it's been well, even massive heat 90s. wave out there. Yeah, been up in the nineties, heat wave every day. It's been. It sounds like uh, Keyshawn Nixon would be wearing a hoodie no matter where he was. No, that's 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 crazy. I can't imagine like wearing a hoodie in eighty degree heat, let alone ninety degree heat, let alone ninety degree heat doing practice. But we are burying the lead a little bit because <laughs> the reason we are here, as I just mentioned, is Packers practices are back. They are back. We are two days in now. We are recording to you here. The uh, twenty twenty three season has started. Yes, and we are recording you here the night of Thursday, July 27th. Uh, this is after the Packers' second practice. They practiced yesterday on the 26th and then today as well. Um, and we are just kind of here to react to the news from practices so far, how players are looking, how players are performing, who is playing where, who is getting starting with the ones, who's still with the twos, uh, et cetera, et cetera, who's healthy, who's not. We're going to break that all down for you today about what's going on through two days so far. But before we do that, just to pitch a couple of things, uh, if you like what you hear here today, uh, come give us a follow on Twitter at Father Son Packer, or I guess it's called X now. Um, come give us a follow Whatever. on <laughs> come give us a follow on X at Father Son Packer. Uh, we tweet out or zed out or whatever the terminology is now. Uh, whenever we have new episodes, like X out. You like say that you've actually made something, released it, or you deleted it. I X it out. Yeah, who knows? It could be We're, anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna start saying I'm just keep saying tweet. Uh, we tweet out when we have new episodes, articles we find interesting, pieces of news from practice. Uh, um. Any video that we find from practice, uh, keep it on the download, though, because apparently those aren't supposed to exist. But if you're interested in the three videos we saw today, they got uh, retweeted on our Twitter account. And if you uh, like everything you see here, come follow us at Father Son Packer, like I said. And then if you like us even more, come subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We even put all our episodes out on YouTube. Come subscribe to us there. It would really help our numbers. Um, but yeah, so come, you know, just... If you like what you hear, come give us some support. We'd really appreciate it. Um, but, Dad, should we kind of jump right into this thing and start talking about the news? Sure. Let's jump into the news. Um, one of the first things we found out this week was that the the Packers had signed another wide receiver, Cody Crest from Sam Houston State. I think he just um, came out, out of college this year. He was originally – I think he's already been – it's like Packers might already be his third team. I don't know if he was actually on the Colts or not. Then he was cut by the Steelers in June. Supposedly very athletic, 4'3", 840, and 977 RAS. But it was weird. I was looking up his name on the RAS website, 
and actually got two cards for him. One from 2022 with a much worse RAS, a slower 40. So I don't know if he did like a workout in the spring of 2022 and just like didn't do well. And, and he was seven pounds heavier, much worse. So th- so when he this workout he had this spring in, Mar- in March, he was lighter, way faster, much better agility and a really high RAS score. And to to make room for him, they cut Jeff Cotton, who had been hurt. Yes. And then uh, speaking of players who are hurt, the next piece of news is, unfortunately, there are some injuries going into training camp. And those players are Grant DeBose, who you might remember didn't really participate in OTAs or minicamp or rookie minicamp either. Uh, it's been kind of announced that he has been dealing with a back injury during this time. So just... Something to keep an eye on. He still has not participated in practice. Uh, Rashawn Gary um, and Eric Stokes, uh, it was kind of announced that they might, in fact, actually be back during this training camp in a few weeks. So that would be ahead of schedule for both of them based on previously announced and previously reported schedules. Um, So that's some good news on the injury front there. Um, Beyond that, uh, these injuries are the next injuries are specifically these last two practice related. Um, and that is that Caleb Jones, Tarverius Moore, and Tariq Carpenter, Carpenter did miss the first day of practice on Wednesday with illness, but did practice day two. And then Dontavian Wicks missed uh, di- the second day of practice after sustaining a concussion in day one, unfortunately. Um, and then the last piece is kind of the slightly scariest one, and that is that Jair Alexander, uh, Packers star corner, uh, did leave the field a bit early on day two uh, at the like en- near the end of practice. Um, but hopefully it was just cramps is what uh, Rob Domofsky of ESPN reported that he assumed it was um, and what kind of general because it, it looked like the trainers took a look at him, it sounds like. But he was moving around all right by like the, as practice was wrapping up. So hopefully nothing too concerning there. And the fact that we made it all the way to the evening without any bad news is always good news. Um, and so we'll see uh, going forward how much he's participating in the next few practices. Uh, but, you know, don't worry too much if you don't have to yet. Um, and then last two pieces of news. Uh, one is that um, Aaron Jones uh, officially came in at number 64 on the NFL Top 100 as voted by their peers, as voted by other players. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And then another unfortunate injury-related re- injury news that is semi-Packers adjacent related, but not a Packers player, and that is uh, Joe Burrow um, of the Bengals, quarterback, uh, quarterback of the Bengals, seems to have come down with a calf strain during practice today and was carted off the field. Um, the reason this is Packers related is if you don't remember, the Packers have joint practices with the Bengals in a few weeks. Uh, and so he would probably be in jeopardy of missing those practices, which would kind of affect the work that the Packers would be able to get during that time. Obviously all of that stuff is secondarily important to his health, but you know, important to note there because it is at least semi Packers adjacent. I'm sure the Bengals fans are on their rosaries, um, right now. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always scary, you know? This is the the dark side of training camp because he went hopping off the field in the middle of the play. Yeah, no contact too, and and this is the dark side that's, of training that's camp. That's the scary part. The no con- the, the yeah, the no contact. So. Yeah, and training camp always comes, and you know the, the first time players touch the field, it's always like, okay, let's cross our fingers, cross our toes, hold our breath, and make sure just everyone makes it through these practices, okay? Because you know a- anything can happen during these weeks, and a really promising season can kind of turn to ash, you know, just kind of fall apart and, you know, just hope that, hope that doesn't happen to any player or any team. And it just sucks when it does, but, you know, hopefully it sounds like he might've avoided the worst of it. Um, fingers crossed on that front. 
Um, but Dad, should we get into breaking down what we have heard and seen from practices so far? Um, Absolutely. There's uh, we've had two practices now to talk about and see uh, get a little bit of feel for what's going on. Yeah, and the way we're gonna kind of structure today's is we're gonna start with uh, some things that each of us had that we found most interesting from these practices, most interesting, most important. Um, then we're gonna hit some things that we weren't really sure what to think about them, and we're gonna kind of bounce them off each other and talk about whether or not we thought they were a big deal, a little deal or no deal. And then just some kind of last second talking points and brief notes of just some other stuff that maybe isn't, doesn't need in-depth discussion, but it's just interesting to note at least. Um, but dad, let's start off with some things that we found most interesting. I figure we can just go every other. Uh, would you like to lead us off? Sure. I'll start with, uh, the offensive line, um, configuration that Zach, Tom, Looks like right for right now, your your Packers right tackle. He's had basically all the first team right tackle reps um, both days, as opposed to alternating with Nyman. Though it's a little bit hard to compare. It's not necessarily apples to apples with Bakhtiari taking the day off today, um, so that Nyman did start at left tackle. Yes, um, but, today but even... with Bakhtiari taking the day off. Yeah, and Bakhtiari didn't get the full complement of one snaps on the first day either. It sounds like uh, Matt LaFleur had stated previously, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, that they're going to be kind of, you know, cautionary with him based on his injury history. But it does seem like, you know, Tom, we talked about uh, during OTAs and minicamp that it looked like he had put on some more weight this season to be able to hold up a little better on the line against, like, top-level pass rushers. And it seems like the Packers seem comfortable having him at right tackle he's taken all the snaps at right tackle with the one so far through through two days uh and he's performed well in practices you know it sounds like he was had some nice reps against preston smith and though i think he got beat by preston once yes beat inside by preston once but then there was another tweet that was like a nice rep on, at pass pro by tom on smith you know preston smith is a good edge rusher he's gonna beat you once in a while it is what it is yeah um yes but so if tom put on some like good weight and fun functional strength he could really become a a top um, tackle. Yes, especially if he added added that weight without losing his top trait, which is his mobility and his agility. But yeah, I think it's exciting to see that from Tom, and I think it opens up some really awesome possibilities. You know, just having having Nyman as that depth swing piece also is nice. Um, you know, it, the question comes like if uh, one of the guards goes down, does Tom kick inside, and then does nyman take the tackle spot you know there's a there's a whole question mark there um how much because, how many positions do you want to change at once exactly and although it does sound like tom has also gotten some work inside as he has been repping at center with the threes which is an interesting note um as hansen has been the center right. with the twos Myers has been the center with the ones but you know tom they are still getting him some reps inside presumably to keep him kind of ready in the event that he needs to kick back inside yeah, though I think Tom actually said something about enjoying doing like most of his work at right tackle. Yeah, yes, he did uh, during a, a brief interview after practice. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about with Tom, or should we move on no, to? Why don't you move on to uh, one of your uh, interesting points? Yes. Yeah, so I think the first one that I had, um, just to start it off, is that it seems like. You know, I'm going to go with the first one, actually, is that it seems that Love is more willing to scramble through two practices than Rodgers was last year. 
um, through two days of practices, there were at least three instances of him scrambling. Um, one went for, I believe, a touchdown. One went for what would have been a first down. Um, and I think this is really important because scrambling is incredibly uh, valuable in the modern NFL um, and even more valuable than, you know, the general public might think. Um, according to an article uh, from last year by Ben Solak of The Ringer, uh, from an EPA per play standpoint, a scramble last year on average, and this data was through week seven, so including week seven, a scramble last year on average was over twice as valuable as a pass attempt. 0.508 EP expected points added per play versus uh, on a scramble versus 0.212 expected points added per play on a pass attempt, which is really bonkers to think about because essentially a scramble from an EPA per play standpoint was better, was actually better than any quarterback's pass attempt except for Patrick Mahomes. Like, and that's just a scramble by any quarterback. Like the average, the average scramble by any quarterback was better than a pass attempt by any quarterback not named Patrick Mahomes last year through seven weeks. And that is really something to think about, especially when we're looking at this kind of modern wave of more mobile quarterbacks and maybe why teams are leaning into these more mobile quarterbacks. And it's a real contrast to what Rodgers was doing last year, where he had kind of seemed to, you know, he's getting older. It's understandable that he had kind of lost this ability and lost this mobility. But according to PFF, he only had 13 scrambles all of last season, so less than one a game. Um, and, wow. you know, it's going to be valuable to have that back this year because you see all these other teams and you see the stats all say how important it is to be able to scramble and create, just create with your legs as a quarterback. And I, I think that was a, a big, interesting piece from the first two days of practice is that Love is seems willing to scramble and able to scramble. So I just had a thought as you were kind of presenting that uh, um, the data, and I read through that article quickly, and they um, they mention or speculate, I should say, that maybe it's because a lot of these scrambles are on third down, and so when they get a first down, they're extremely valuable adding to the APA per play. I would like to know what the pass play number would be if you only did it for the third downs or you controlled for the same breakdown of, you know, 80% of them are third down, 10% first and 10% second. Well, it's interesting and, that you and, mentioned and so, that. Because you're looking at a lot of like first and second down where maybe – those plays are just not as valuable per play, Well, it's which is kind of what they speculate. It's interesting that you mentioned that, though, because he actually talks about this a bit briefly. Like, it's kind of a, a small paragraph in the article that he, he acknowledges, like, hey, you know, it, uh, scrambles happen more often on third downs, and third down conversions are more valuable on an EPA per play standpoint. But he actually took a look at only first and second downs. Um, for, for the scrambles. For the scrambles and pass attempts. Okay. And found and found that if I could just open this up, um, the average scramble on first and on first and second down uh, averaged 0.298 expected points added per play, versus a pass attempt was only 0.193. So less than double, like so, not at, still far more valuable a, scr okay. a scramble so was on first and second down. So he did control for downs. Yes, than on right, than a pass attempt. The, the, the difference wasn't as extreme, but the difference was still there. Was still and still tangible, you know. Still, almost. I mean, like, was it point three? Thirty percent more. 0. 2? 40, yeah, 
50 percent more. Fifty percent more. Fifty um, percent more. Which is yeah. which is still pretty remarkable when you think about it, less. and really shows how important it is to have some mobility at the quarterback position, which should be returning to Green Bay this year. Um, anything else on that, or did you want to talk about your next uh, most interesting point? So I'll go on to my next one, and something that I heard talked about, I think it was today, is that uh, Goodson is getting some looks in kind of the Tyler Irvin gadget role, as well as alignment in the slot. So he had at least three um, times he lined up in the slot, according to Andy Herman, I think today, day two of practice, and had one at least jet sweep, though they didn't give him the ball. It was sort of the the eye candy jet sweep. And this is Uh, is Tyler Goodson, second year running back out of Iowa. Uh, he had a really right. nice preseason last year, but he couldn't. He ended up on the practice squad, and Patrick Taylor beat him out for that third running back spot. Well, um, actually, and Patrick Taylor was ish, on the practice squad as well. They only carried right. They only carried two in the fifty-three. Yeah, but and so Patrick but Patrick Taylor, Taylor was, got more of the call-ups, and eventually was on the fifty-three. I think by the end of the season. Yeah, but uh, Goodson has some interesting traits. Uh, really good pass catcher. He's actually the fastest running back on the roster with a four-four-two forty. The next fastest is Jones at four four nine, and yeah. everybody else is over four five on the on the roster. Or the last, the like last eight running backs they've had. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what you know if they could take advantage of that. And the just sort of gadget role manufactured touches is uh, one way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I just think you know the more player like Goodson is. I think already probably one of their better players with the ball in his hand. Obviously, it's hard to say that when you haven't really seen him take snaps at like an actual NFL level. But just based on, you know, his skill set, what we've seen from him in preseason, I know that that's not like a perfect metric. But it's good to get playmakers the ball. And it's good to find ways to use these players who are good with the ball in their hand in the offense. And, you know, I always thought that Tyler Irvin's role was kind of underrated in the offense. And the they had kind of struggled to replace that in some ways. I think um, there was somebody it. once did an analysis of the plays where there was a motion, like jet motion of some kind. The success rate was higher I'm than so, when there wasn't. I'm so excited this to is see like more motion. I'm so excited four to see years more motion ago in the now. offense. But uh, I'm curious to see like whether Goodson's going to end up as RB3 this year. Or if the they even have. The league. Or if they well, even have you know, running backs. <laughs> The guy who gets called up from the practice squad the most. Fair enough. Fair we're enough. calling RB3. Because that's I actually suspect they're going to do that again this year. Yeah. People say, I've heard somebody say they're going to have four. It's like, I give that, you know, snowflake chance. Like a snowflake, one, like a one snowflake chance in San Diego this week. Yeah. And it's like, it's <laughs> they, they didn't keep three last year. The odds of them keeping four are, are very low. Chance in the world. Unless you want to count DeGuara as like a... <laughs> running back i don't know now you're just cheating i mean he's a fullback at this point and that's kind of the next thing i wanted to talk about and that was that um unless you had anything more on that that you wanted to discuss no that was the main thing okay the next thing uh, i had that i thought was kind of interesting um is that musgrave is kind of ahead of deguara as like from a pure tight end standpoint already which i thought was kind of interesting that um so on day one the first personnel they used in the um team uh reps was 21 personnel with uh, Dubs and Watson at wide receiver, Musgrave at tight end, and then Jones and Deguara in the backfield. Uh, and then, or they, as you were saying, is that like like 
it's not even 11 and a half personnel. What would you call that? Yeah, it depends if you think of Musgrave <laughs> as more of a receiver, you know. But then, or, or, or Deguara is more of a, a, a back. Yeah, you know, that's a that's a good point. Well, then it would be uh, 12 and a, it would be 12. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. it's it's like 1.5, 1.5. It's like one yeah. and a half in each digit. What do exactly. you call that? I don't exactly. And then day two, the first personnel they used was 11 personnel with Dubs, Watson, Reed at receiver, Musgrave at tight end, and then Jones in the backfield. So it kind of seems like. They've almost transitioned away a little bit from DeGuara as like an actual tight end and have kind of leaned into him more purely as a fullback, which they did a little bit last year as well, like as the season went on. But it seems like they're starting that from the very beginning here. Um, They have actually been rotating all four tight ends in with the ones, it sounds like, um, based on some tweets. Um, But... You know, yeah, some people are saying Davis even looked good, but you know, Deguara got like Love's first target of the uh, training camp. Yes, in, in in practice one. And actually, I want to take a quick timeout here because I realized that we forgot to do something. Um, I just want to say before we go any further, and I'm sorry that we mm. forgot to do this. We just wanted to give a quick shout out to all of the reporters that are at practice: um, Andy Herman, Ryan Wood, Paul Bredel. Um, Spofford, Mike Spofford, Wes Hodkowitz, et cetera, et cetera, down Rob the Dimovsky, line. Rob Dimovsky, Matt, 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 Matt Schneidman of The Athletic, um, et cetera. Anyone else that I forgot for putting in the hours and tweeting out all the stuff that happens at practice. It We wouldn't be able to have any idea what was going on without the, these people like essentially going out there, standing in the hot sun in a 90-degree day and on their phones just tweeting play-by-play of what's going on. So we just wanted to say, I'm sorry it took us this long. We just we were so excited to talk about, you know, practice that I forgot that the most important yeah. thing is saying thank you to these people. Thank you thank to— Thank goodness I'm not typing those tweets with my thumbs. Like, who I'm, knows what it would oh, say goodness. at the end with all the typos yeah. I make. Oh, it would be a complete mess. Um, and then thank you to Reddit user u slash two-point perversion, who does an excellent combination of, like, all—essentially— aggregates all these tweets into one place that makes it really easy to see all of them um and also all of the interviews together in one place that makes it really easy to see all of them um and yes so just thank you to all those people that make following packers practice possible um yes but anyway um now that we have that out of the way i'm i'm glad that i remembered to do that i'm i'm a little sad that i didn't remember to do it at the beginning yeah but what was we... like and the athletic has had some good write-ups um journal sentinel online has had a good mm-hmm. summary of the practices yep there's there's so some many great resources out there and there's so many excellent packers writers i i know there are a bunch that i forgot to mention i just wanted to mention as many as i could um but uh what were we talking about we were talking about um yes Agora. it seems it seems they are going with you know, DeGuara in the fullback position, but that was kind of, I was tapering off on that point. Uh, Dad, do you want to go to your next one? Oh, so let's see. So the next thing I had was, um, it's kind of interesting to see that they did the three inside linebacker lineup again, um, at least in day one, um, yeah. where it was McDuffie joining Campbell and Walker. We assume. That was. I, I actually think the tweet that I saw just said McDuffie was just said in McDuffie. There. This and is true. We can assume I, it, that it's, it's Campbell and Walker. I'm, but... I'm guessing there was yeah that that they didn't make any other changes besides that that McDuffie was three linebackers all by himself. Exactly. Well, the interesting thing is like they're having McDuffie in there, and um, we talked about this before we started recording. Is last year they started to do this a little bit against the Vikings, um, 
and they had Chris Barnes in that third linebacker. And unfortunately, Chris Barnes got hurt in that game. And then we never really saw it again. Um, And it it was the question is, like, would that have been a more of a staple look from the Packers, a team that really struggled to stop the run last year? Um, If that was maybe their answer to that and then losing Barnes kind of threw that out the window. It sounds like McDuffie has put on some weight this year. Um, he has always been a bit of a smaller linebacker. Uh, uh, he's one of the players that Andy Herman has shouted out as having been one of the best practicers through the first two days. Um, it's, it's interesting to think about. And the other thing that I found interesting was that was on a third down is third and three, which, you know, I guess is kind of right between being a passing down and a running down. So, you can you know, you could argue it's like, oh, they're, they're bringing out the run defense. But I, I thought that it was interesting on a third down. Did you have any uh, – sorry, I kind of hijacked that conversation. but No, that's okay because uh, you, you actually added that last little note about it being on third and three. So that was your note. Well, technically <laughs> it was, on... it was, technically it was uh, whoever tweeted oh, that. whoever note, tweeted that. I took it from them, technically. <laughs> Including the no less with the exclamation mark? No, no. I, that was that was some editorializing <laughs> on my part. Third down and three, no less. Yes. But I, I thought it was interesting because, you know, generally, third down, passing down. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, um, it's interesting to see if they, they'll try it. Yeah. Let's try to see if they'll do something more to shore up the uh, the run D up the middle. Yeah. And they they speak to you. Do you know? That, so I'm su- assuming that was a lineup when they only had two defensive linemen then? You know, it didn't say. Uh, but I was going to yeah, add I'm curious, that. curious. They seem to be Instead playing of, around with personnel a little bit because they also had a lineup with four down linemen and two edge rushers, so six across the line. Who which, was the extra lineman in that? Do you know? Don't know. Not sure. I, I saw say. that, but I don't know who was the added lineman. There's several options, but I don't know who it was. Yeah, but that that's just they seem to be playing around with personnel a little more during this offseason, which, you know, always a good thing to vary up the looks you're giving to the offense. Anything else you wanted to add there, or should I move on to my next one? Why don't you go on to your uh, last uh, interesting yeah, my item. last interesting item is that Jaden Reed was uh, getting some of those end around touches, um, and it was interesting oh, to me. Did he and take he, advantage of it? He looked good doing it because uh, this is one of the plays that there is, uh, I guess, smuggled out video of that is out there. You can go find it. Uh, we retweeted it. I'm not sure if it's still on Twitter, but we did retweet it. Um, but the interesting Ooh, thing now there, we're part of that. Uh, yeah. Black market. I know, right? Just passing it along. Um, but the interesting thing there is uh, some, and a discussion I found interesting that I think... Uh, so Justice Mosqueda of Acme Packing Company was a guest on Andy Herman's Packaday YouTube show. Um, and something that he said he was a bit concerned about was, you know, he was pretty much asking Andy Herman, like, how do you see Christian Watson being used in this offense? And Herman was saying, like, oh, I think he'll be used a lot of, like, you know, design touches, some end-arounds, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and Mosqueda's concern was, like, okay, if he's going to be, like, a bit of that end-around guy, he's probably going to have to line up off the line um, to get, like, to, to get those touches, um, which leaves Dobbs at the ex-receiver sp- uh, spot where he'd have to deal with a lot of press. And that was a coverage that he really struggled against at times last year. Um, and so this is kind of interesting to me because... Um, if Reed kind of moves into more of that design touch, like end around role, and he's good at it, then maybe that allows Watson to kind of be at that X spot. And then Dobbs can be more of the flanker. And then it kind of works out where players are maybe in positions that are more suited to their skill sets. And obviously it's possible that Dobbs has improved where he is better at press this year. And it's not as much of a concern, but I know it's a concern that's been expressed by 
people whose opinions I really value in the Packers media world. Um, and so I thought I thought that was interesting that they're if they're getting read those end around touches maybe waylays some of those concerns. Um, and he was one of uh, Andy Herman's players of the day as well. And uh, Dylan was uh, giving him some. <laughs> well, I guess somebody was making the Cobb comparisons and Dylan, mentioned it to Dylan. Dylan was and... actually saying he, he was saying, you know, it, I think it would be a little premature, but you know, you definitely see some of that. Yeah, he was getting some Randall Cobb comparisons, some young Cobb comparisons. Yeah, you don't hate it. You don't hate to see it. I, I, I think that would be an amazing outcome. That would be great. <laughs> Big fan of that. Touchdown punt return. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I like, think uh, Nixon's still gonna be doing the kick returns. Yeah, and it sounds like he's gonna yeah he's gonna be doing punt returns. Um, yeah, Nixon said and, he was giving him some pointers already. Yeah, and Nixon said they've been battling already. Uh, iron sharp and they're iron oh, sharp uh, iron from with, the yeah, slot Nixon and, and the, slot the nickel. And, exactly. Um, but that was my last thing that I found especially interesting. Uh, Dad, did you have one more as well? No, I I, I think for the interesting things, I, the other ones I've moved on to. We can go on to our other things we noticed or notes okay odds and ends so let's move on to our next part then and that is that um our kind of things we weren't sure how to feel about and so the way we're kind of structuring this one is um i'm going to hit you with a thing that i wasn't sure about you're going to hit me where we'll alternate again uh and then the options are is this a big deal is this a little deal or is this no deal at all um those are your three options um, the first one I have my question for is that the defense won both days. Um, on day one, the offense had to do push-ups for losing, and on day two, they had to do up-downs. Um, Dad, is it a big deal, a little deal, or no deal that the defense won the first two days of practice? I'll call that a little deal. Okay. I think generally the defense is ahead of the offense early in training camp. Um, but I guess I won't call it nothing. Okay. Yeah, and honestly, it's like the defense Which, was ahead even when Rodgers was the quarterback. So it's like... Well, I don't know. So, and then I have uh, my... my I'll put this actually as my first thing I mentioned. One of mine is the run defense looks overall better this year than last year. So what do you think of that? Big, the, big deal, little little deal, or no deal? Um, I'm going to say little deal because, you know, it's giving shades, it's giving shades of this D line is dominant and (laughs) you know exactly where I was going next. (laughs) It's exactly like last year. This D line is the most dominant D line ever. It's like, oh yeah, well we're going against, uh, our offensive line. Like twos and threes. But I'm saying, but the reason I'm not saying, the reason I'm not saying no deal is because they are actually going against the starters. They are going against... Elton and and Tom and Runyon, like they are going against the established starters the, the positions. It is not Hanson. Hanson at guard and Newman at tackle yes. in game one. And it is, it is not completely like, because like, like you said, it's like last year was like, oh, this, we think this is D-line. I think the wording was, has the chance to be something special. And no, they did not. They were not that good. They were, they were getting propped up by the fact they were going against mediocre off- offensive linemen. But, um, you know, the fact that there is a little bit more experience now with Wyatt going into his second year, Slayton going into his third year? Third year, I think? Third year. Um, and obviously Kenny's still there. Uh, obviously there's some questions at depth behind that, but 
you know, I, I'm going to say little deal because, you know, I think it's somewhere between, you know, oh, they're, they're looking good. And oh, the, we heard this last year. So that's that's where I'm at right now. Fool me tw- once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. You know, I was I was watching. Um, fool me for Hope Springs Eternal. I don't know what the, the answer is to that. Well, the one I saw the other day was fool me once. Fool me twice. Fool me chicken soup with rice. <laughs> and that was uh, Todd from BoJack Horseman, uh, which <laughs> was so perfect. Um, but anyway, um, the next one I had was, so far, there have been no first team reps for Lucas Van Ness yet, who was the Packers' first round pick this year. Um, Hol- uh, Hollins got first team reps on day one. Across from Preston Smith, and Enigbare got the first team reps on day two. Across from Preston Smith, um, Dad, is this a big deal, a little deal, or no deal? I, I, I can I'm tell you, it what, a little deal concerns me a little bit. It does I'd concern like you a little him, bit, right? It's, I'd it's, like to see him being so much better than those guys because he's the number twelve pick. He should be a stud, right? He should be he, such a. He should be just jumping to the jumping to the top yeah. of the line. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like that's what, well, anyway. That's what I want to see. I'd like to see the new players be such an improvement over yeah. the and, other and players that because, the team is going to be better because of it. Because at this point, that puts him fifth, right? At the edge rusher depth So chart, far, he's fifth. That's fifth. And the thing is, it's like... Without Gary. Without Gary. Well, no, fifth with Gary. Oh, fifth with Gary. Yes. Yes. Fourth without Gary. Preston, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollins, Enigbare, and then him. Presumably. Um, but but or fourth, Cox. maybe. But fourth without Gary, fifth with Gary, which is you know I think you know, I think it's more of a deal than those other two little deals. If this continues for the rest of camp, I think it's a big deal because you're a top fifteen pick, you're a borderline top ten pick. Like you should probably be ahead of Hollins, who was cut by the Rams last year. Yeah, he looked good for the Packers last year, but he was he was waived by the Rams. And Enigbare, who was a fifth-round pick two years ago. Like, you should be ahead of them. And I understand yes. it's like, you're the rookie, you have to earn your spot. But if he doesn't earn that spot by the end of camp, I'm going to say big deal. But for now, little deal, but more of a deal than those other two little deals. I think I it's, before. yeah, by the end of camp, if he's not at least number three. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Because he should be rising. up. So we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. Yes. Maybe they're just making him earn it. Are they pulling it like a you know an Iowa. He's not a starter. He's an underclassman. Well, you know, I just I worry it's going to be some same thing with Wyatt, where he's going to be stuck behind two guys for un, unknown reasons, and that that we've seen it happen before. Is all I'm going to say. So yes. it's it's almost a big deal to me. It's it's getting like if it continues for a few. It's weeks, not like a big deal. It's too early to be a big deal. That's that's the, it, that's it the could become thing. a big deal, but I don't think it's a big deal yet. But it is. I you because know, you'd like to see him already at like what Mus- Musgrave is doing, yeah. So or, jump, jump to the top of the line, or even what Reed is doing, where he's already past Toure. Seems you know? to, yeah. So it's like, well, I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Um, what's your next one? My next one are drops by Watson. He's had a couple already. He had looked like at least two on day one, and then he also had two. Balls knocked out of his hands on day two, one by Jair, which is, you know, but also one by um, Valentine. Valentine, I think it was, not Valentine. Yeah, Corey. Not. Um, though he did have two touchdowns today on day two that looked apparently pretty nice. 
There's a video of one of them, but not of the other. I'm going to say... I just feel I feel a little boring saying little deal for all of these. It's a little bit of a deal. You know, he struggled a bit at the start of the year last year with drops. Um, I'm, I'm leaning towards it's between little and no because he was he did have some pretty substantial drops last year and he was able to overcome them and he was able to put together some really excellent performances as the year went on he didn't let those drops define how the year was going to go for him um which is a big deal especially for a rookie and the fact that going into his second year he's going to have even more confidence he's going to have a quarterback that's not as demanding of him and not as intimidating um i think that happened more to dobbs by the end of the year than it did to uh, watson yeah, but you know, it's it's. I think it's a little column, but it also happened to Watson. I think you know at the beginning of the year. But I would say I was looking through Watson's. Um, well, the thing is, this was game something, by game, but this was something had, about him. Drops were a concern coming out of college, so that's why it's yes, not noted. And it started off right, but I'm just looking at last year. His drops, he had a fair number at the end of the year, but his last six games, zero drops. And that's why that's why I say little to no deal because we've seen him overcome drops before. I I'm not saying no deal because we've seen him have problems with drops before. And I you know you could easily see those happening in a game. I don't think it's a big deal because we've I don't think it's going to completely derail everything that he's done so far or the player that he can be. But you know it's 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 a thing. It's not not a thing. Like we've we've seen him drop balls in the NFL. We saw him drop balls in college. Um, but yeah, so I I say little deal. Uh, my next one for you is, oh, actually, you know, I don't have any more for you. Uh, do you want to hit me with the, the last the last one or two that you have? I've got a couple. Uh, okay, I'll steal one of yours. How about um, that? How about, sure. I, how about I steal one of yours? Uh, blocking struggles by Musgrave. He got blown by by both Devontae Wyatt and Preston Smith on day one. Big deal, little deal, no deal. I'd say in some ways it's a big deal. The only reason you'd temper that a little bit is because we expected it. Yeah. Um, in pass pro in particular. But it's still an overall big deal for his ability to be on the field as much as we'd like to see him. If he can't, you know, improve his pass pro game, we will see less of Musgrave and more of da- of Tyler Davis. Yeah, and and maybe craft but you know that's like a that's a bit of a mystery box as well but yeah i i agree you know i i was i would have said little deal because like okay we know like we know that's his weakness it's like something we, know, we already knew yeah and so it's not it's not surprising but it's you know it's not a surprise but i think it's you, you still kind a of deal. you did you did kind of sway me a little bit cuz it's like hey like if he keeps blowing blocks they're not going to want to put him out there on ev- like and he's not going to be an every down player if he's blowing blocks a lot and you know right. maybe maybe it doesn't matter because he just turns into a pseudo big slot bit like just a wide receiver, and so it doesn't end up mattering. He's but never it, in line. <laughs> yeah, never ever. Just a big receiver, and you know I don't think that would be the worst thing for a first year tight end to do. You know, um, nope. but if he's doing I, that, he'll actually probably end up with more receiving targets oh, and yards. Yes, probably sir, but less snaps and less impact, like like in 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 that way. And and you know we know that. LaFleur likes his tight ends to be able to do a lot of everything so you can have that illusion of complexity on offense. Um, so yeah, you can... it's one of those things where you don't want your personnel to give away your play yeah, call. Yeah, because if you can't block and you put them out there, kind of know what we're doing, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, 
you're not running it to his side at least <laughs> right but uh yeah so I, I i see what you're saying there um do you want to hit me with the next one so um i guess dude someone loves accuracy um he was off target in day one it was supposedly winning but he especially on deep balls he was um, a quick math uh, in the tweets, put it like, I forget, it's like 6 to 10, 6 to 12. Not exactly sure how many attempts. Yeah, that's had. just based on the tweets we were able to see. That's not like and an official count. And then day two, we got five an official of count. 13 in team drills today, day two, according to Matt Schneidman, the athletic. So in day one, he like overthrew Musgrave after he broke like wide open past Ballantyne, yeah. I think it was. Yep. Underthrew Dobbs when he was going up against, maybe it was Jair. Missed Watson wide, yeah, and then pulled Toure wide out of bounds. And then yep. today, he missed high to Musgrave, and he missed Dobbs. Though one of these might have been an intentional throwaway, or yeah, you know, pseudo throwaway. And you know, I would say, I would say no deal. I don't. I don't All think right. I'm. I'm not that concerned because you know day one was not great. Uh, day one was like actually not not great based it on it was almost indoors. It was yeah, like but, you know, storm well, ended yeah. just before they started. Well, yeah, but you know, Lafleur said that he he doesn't consider he didn't consider that level of win to be that impactful. It wasn't like the day we the, a couple of years ago against the Vikings where there was no passing game. Yeah, it's just like it was just it was just running running. the rock. Yep, um, and they lost that game. The Packers did. Uh, yep. But so I, I think no deal because and I, I might, maybe I'm a homer, but. There've also been a lot of drops, and so those numbers are definitely yes. affected by the drops. Well, I, I just listed the individual plays that were not necessarily yes. drop related. Though some of those were like it was a little off target, yeah, maybe because still been caught. Yeah, and then you know the the Musgrave one, I heard specifically Andy Herman talk about and say, "Hey, uh, I think he was under pressure on that play, and he was kind of putting it somewhere where incomplete or Musgrave was going to get it." And so it's like, okay, like that's a good decision. I'm fine with that decision. Um, people who have been there have been like, the decision-making is fine. And I think that's like the most important yes, thing. So the decision-making yeah. has been good so far. And that that's like number 1A. Uh, the accuracy, you know, it's hard to tell when you don't know if the accuracy is on the quarterback 100% or if the receiver's not at the right depth or running something that the quarterback doesn't expect him to run. Like that happened at least once, I think, between Etling they, and um, Malik Heath. But but my point is, like, some of this accuracy stuff might not even be on Love, and we've seen him progress through his reads well, according to people who have been at practice, make good decisions, not try and do too much, and I think that's you know that's good. Um, yeah, and this is like big progress over his last year of college. Yes, and over where his, he over... was very loosey goosey with the ball, exactly, and making just all kinds of crazy decisions and throwing tons of picks, um, which will, which would be a problem. Like that would get the Packers killed this year, as if he throws a ton of picks. The other thing I was going to say with regards to that was, you know, there's some concern. Uh, he was one of five in the low red zone, so within the five yard line. Um, specifically according to schneidman that was today yeah that's so was that one completion the one to musgrave uh where no, musgrave that... was stopped by jair at the end not quite making it to the no the i end think zone? that one was from the 17 yard line if i remember correctly, okay because that was the end of practice um but what you know within the five yard lines it's not exactly 
like easy to complete passes like down there when everything shades. is slammed yes. together and there's no space. But shades of last year's conversion rate. Yeah. And from the, the, thing uh, is, the low red zone. But like, I, I don't expect, you know, in practice with plays you have not run with players you have not run before when the defense has an advantage, when there's no space, I don't expect an amazing completion rate. So, you know, I think it is what it is. Obviously you hope he gets better, but I'm going to say no deal for now. Okay. Um, no deal at all. The next one I have for you, uh, is this is the last one we have. Um, and that is that Bakhtiari will have scheduled rests, but his participation in practice will be fluid. As opposed to the fluid on his knee. Yes. I had to double check the reading of that one. <laughs> and we had kind of talked about this briefly in our last episode when we and did that, our... And that's, and that's Matt LaFleur's wording of yes. using the word fluid there. And and we had talked about this in our last episode a bit when we had talked about, like, essentially hyping up um, training camp. And there was, like, like how... Like, what would David Bakhtiari have to do? Like, how many practices would Bakhtiari have to participate in for you to feel, like, comfortable? And, like, not worried at all. And we kind of settled on, like, okay, practices in, like, three of five or two of five a week, but it's fully scheduled. And we know when he's practicing and when he's not. And How he's do not you f- missing any of the scheduled ones. Yes. How do you feel knowing that this is the plan? No deal, little well, deal, big deal. Are you concerned? Etc. Little deal. Because I don't like that last phrase. The fluid. It means they may not have a schedule that they think they can stick to with that phrase. Yeah. But you know, counter argument. Um, it's just kind of protecting the player, not making him have to feel like he has to practice just because he's scheduled to practice. Like, if he doesn't feel right, he probably shouldn't be. Um, no, he shouldn't. But yeah. that's also concerning. That is, that's a fair point. That is also concerning. Yes, that's true. So if they feel like they have to do that, that they don't, they don't, I guess what it comes down to by saying it's fluid and so we might have to be changing things on the fly, it means they're not yet confident in what that schedule is. Yeah. Maybe they not... will be after, maybe they need to go through preseason to figure out what that schedule is. By the end of preseason, they'll know what the schedule is. Yeah. And they're not confident that one day his knee will feel good and the next day it'll feel good. Like they're not confident that he'll wake up, he, that he won't wake up and be like, I can't go today, which is what happened last year. Like for games, he woke up and he was like, I can't yeah. play. But one thing I think that was a stretch where they started ramping up how many days a week he was practicing, which was a mistake. And I and it turned out that was looks like a mistake in hindsight. Yeah, that they should not have been pushing him so hard to, pl- to practice. They may have practiced four days that week, and then it's like, oh, that was it. I had I had four days in me yeah. for the week, we and used we used them, them all up before Sunday. Brilliant. Uh, but yeah, so no, I, I agree with you there. That, that makes sense. Um, so that kind of ends our things we were unsure about. Um, and last, we just kind of have some odds and ends, um, nothing for a big discussion or anything that we found super interesting, but interesting enough to at least mention here. Uh, and let's kind of go every other again. Uh, mine was that, the this, this note is just about Anders Carlson, who kind of projects to be the Packers kicker this year, um, was five of six on day one. We didn't hear how he did on day two. Um, I didn't hear anybody even mention it. Nope. But he hit from 40 yards, 41 yards, 42 yards, 43 yards, and 45 yards, and missed from 44 yards. Although, according to Matt Schneiman of The Athletic, uh, that miss, the laces were not properly turned. They were 90-degree angle to the left. Uh, laces out, Laces man. out, Dan. Laces out, man. But, um, but I also heard somebody else on a podcast, and I can't remember. Maybe it was 
one of the pack a day podcasts. I can't remember what I said this, that it was extremely close to being, it was a barely miss. Okay. To, to, to the point where the people calling were like, uh, okay. I guess I'll call that one out. And also, you know, that was the day it was windy also. And the wind is going to affect the kicking game a lot more than it is the passing game. Um, but yeah, so pretty good from Carlson so far. I would say that, uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, what's your, uh, first, um, Odd, so my first thing, kind of a, 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 odds and ends, is uh, um, Jonathan Garvin seems to be shifting from edge to D line. Yeah, and it makes sense, you know, D line uh, or edge is a little like it's gotten up. crowded. Where yeah. they they've keep they've got uh, maybe six edge players ahead of him if he had stayed there. Yeah, if you include so, Cox. So, yeah, right. And so I'm curious with this move to D line whether they've you know instructed him in the off season. Okay, this is what we're going to do to you: gain 25 pounds. Because he's a little, he's he's you know lucky for him, he's one of the bigger edges. He's like it was two sixty three, two sixty five, something like that, as opposed to a two hundred and thirty five, two hundred forty pound edge where it'd be really hard for him to move inside. But uh, you know, if you really want to hold up in the middle, it'd probably be better if he was at least in the two eighty, in the two eighties. Yeah, and two eighty five, two ninety. It's 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 also not a great sign for him because nope, it's another is... tweener D tackle, and I'm imagining he's they're gonna they would rather keep. Wooden and Brooks instead of him. So I think probably what, behind what it is, is, is he going to be ahead of Ford? Probably not because they don't have that many. They, they need more bigger body types. Like these Ford is the Ford. And, yeah. One Ford, the, Slayton and Kenny are the only ones over 300 pounds. Like is Wyatt not like three or five. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wyatt is like a touch over 300. You're right. You're right. But, but they don't, they have, they have a couple tweener guys and they like kicking in, they, they they have talked about kicking in Lucas Van Ness and kicking in Gary, so it's like it, I don't, I don't know where the spot is for him. And I, I mean, think this is yeah, kind of when a, you first hear, it's like, oh, is this Burks being tried out at? Uh, it's somewhere um, edge it's somewhere, again. It's somewhere from Burks being an edge to Looney being a tight end. It's somewhere on that spectrum. Um, my next kind of odd and end is uh, Lafleur said that Sean Ryan looks like he's in better shape this year. It is that time of the year; everyone's in the best shape of their life. Um, <laughs> yes. And also, Ryan said that uh, he's not sure what he took that got him suspended for PEDs last year, but he has cut out all supplements from his diet. Um, you know what else is he going to say? Uh, but yeah, so that's my next odd and end. Um, what's your next one? So, well, hopefully, like he, he was, you know, took it too casually last year. Um, and you know, wasn't in the shape he should have been to start his pro career. And now he's matured. I'm, you know, I'm hoping you ne- we'll see. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Maybe, maybe he'll turn it around. It'd be nice he is, if he did. He has been they could with use, the second, he's been a left guard with the second team so far. So he's not we totally could use buried. a little more depth on the interior. Yes. A hundred percent. It'd be nice if he could, uh, um, turn into what they hoped he, he, he was when they drafted him. What what I would put for my next sort of little odds and ends is um, Dontavian Wicks with a, the nice blocking rep on a run play in day one. He got a shout out from Andy Herman. I Max believe Schreiben. so. I believe it was Herman. Maybe more than one, but yeah, it was uh, about uh, yeah, he's, a nice he's Ford, right? Was was what it was? Yes, yes. Yeah, on a run and play, got a good run for Patrick Taylor. I don't. I was, who it was I was going to say Taylor also. So. Um, so that's his, that's, that's a route for him to get on the field more often. Yes. Unfortunately, but, he, he yeah. didn't get the concussion on that play. He got it later 
on a broken up pass attempt. Yeah, apparently tackle, tackle uh, whatever. Yeah, it, apparently it was a hospital ball a little bit. It was kind of like over the middle late and, you know, never Ooh, a good thing in practice. Yeah. Um, the At least it wasn't a joint practice. I know, right? Like, uh, it's like get the Jay Sternberger treatment. Yeah. Ugh. The next one I had was that Owens and Levitt are the second safeties on both days, the safeties with the twos, uh, which I thought was a little interesting. I mean, uh, Moore didn't practice day one, but he did practice day two. Uh, he was not with the twos. And um, Anthony Johnson Jr. was also not with the twos. So Levitt in with the twos at safety, Dad. He's not really been a safety. I mean, he's more of a he's, special teamer, like a pure, not pure special really teamer. A, I mean, we saw him, we saw him at play safety, safety in the preseason. Or was that? I can't remember. I just remember so it, it not going. Didn't get Viking game. All I can remember, I remember is it him getting didn't go well. It was not good. Toasted. Yeah, he's a good. He's a good special teamer. He's he a, is good he, at he, what his he is. position is. Special team, and he's his good position at it. is not safety. He is the a position good special, is special yeah. team. He is a good special teamer, and that's what he's good at. He's not generally a safety, so it is a little bit surprising to me. That it surprised me too. I, I expect that we'll see um, as more gets healthier he's gonna yeah. move up and and hopefully anthony johnson will as well um yeah. but that was my my next odd is what i'm curious like is there any hope for any of these like safeties they've added in the last two years to have a rasul or no Devondre campbell style don't, breakout don't ever bet on that never ever i'm not ever. betting on it i'm just praying for oh, hope. Is there any is there any chance i mean there, that is in like odds to bet on uh, no goodness i mean you can make a lot of money if you were right but no i i, I think the odds are so long i think they should just be happy like if any of them is passable like if any of them if any of the, these guys that they've added are as good as rudy ford was last year i would continue to, i would consider that a win like ford wasn't great but he was fine he's good enough like they're gonna roll with him as the starter this year it sounds like so um but what's your next odd and end um jayers look like the best player on the team Yep. Regardless of position, these look like the best player on the team. Yeah, he's kicking everyone's butt. He's, yeah, he's, it's been good. It's been he's nice. He's taking names. Yeah, it's and you love to see it. I, I Watching Jair play is so much fun. I, I love watching Jair. <laughs> I, I, you know, that interview last year. The Dolphins one? During the Dolphins game. Such, such is a like interview. One of the, it's like the best interview I saw all year in sports yes. last year. <laughs> oh, is he really overthrowing this? <laughs> no, it's it's excellent. It's the the noises like it's it's amazing. Um, my next odd and end is that Innis Gaines seems to be cross training at both safety and corner. Um, he was with the corners on day two. It sounded like he was playing safety day one. Um, I thought that was interesting. You know, they like tra- uh, cross training their defensive backs, and the more you can do, the more likely you are to make the team. So maybe he has an outside shot at making the roster. And I have not heard Shamar John Charles' name mentioned one time. In any of these practices, he, I did. Okay. He had a rep that um, got noticed. Okay, okay, that's good. And um, I forget who tweeted it because I don't know if it was in the compilation. Well, these are these um, are odds and ends. We don't need to. But he made it like he broke up uh, a pass or or made a tackle in a run play. I can't remember what it was. Nice, nice. But yeah, I saw one mention of him. Okay, all right. Well, that's my my thing for Ennis Gaines. He also got a, a mention for having a pass breakup as well. Um, what's your next one or last one? So the last one I have is about the D-line. Again, back to the D-line, back to the trenches. Um, that when they're... So it's just interesting how they're lying. So when they're in base, so far they've had Clark at the nose. It sounds like with Wyatt and Slayton at the ends. And I think in the, you know... 
OTAs, they had slate at the nose, which is kind of what I was expecting. They'd have more slate in the nose and free up Kenny to, um, you know, have a little more freedom to try to gap penetrate and rush the passer. And then when they've gone to nickel, it's Wyatt who's come off the field with uh, Slayton and uh, Kenny being the two down linemen. So yeah. both of those, both of those are kind of interesting. That's almost a big deal, little deal, no deal because you know we talked we talked about it a little bit. So yeah, it'd be, it'd I may be have better had to be this seeing, in a big deal, little yeah. deal, no deal uh, at one point. Because ideally, you know, why it would be like same thing we were talking ahead. about for Van Ness. Exactly, why it'd be ahead of Slayton, but it is what it is. Um, and then my final one is that uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, texted Love before the first day of practice to wish him luck, which is you know. Nice uh, show of respect from one player to another. And, you know, they were teammates for three years and presumably worked a lot together in the quarterback room and told him to be himself, you know, just do him. And, you know, it's cool. Uh, it sounds like Rodgers has been doing really well at uh, Jets practice and wish him the best and wish he and hope he plays uh, 65% of games. And that otherwise the Jets snaps. are terrible. 65% of snaps, yes. And that otherwise the Jets That's are That's the number that matters. Yes. <laughs> And that, that thirty-five for the thirty-five, whatever dollar number, that doesn't. Who matter. cares? Yes, and that the just hopefully the Jets are. The bad. only thing I care about that mm-hmm. is it filled up my stupid Twitter feed, so it took me forever to actually scroll down and find the actual plays for the practices. All right, little little rant. Where's the cloud? <laughs> I need to shake my fist at a cloud. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's that that's something you're an expert at. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so that is kind of the last of the stuff we had from Packers practice. Um, through two days exciting times football is almost here the hall of fame game is next week which is really the the true signaling of like the season almost being first here. game we are yep. something like 40 days away from the actual first game that thursday night lions chiefs and you know we're counting down those days but anyway thanks so much for listening uh if you like what you heard like we said before come follow us on the app formerly known as twitter at father son packer um we tweet out when we got new episodes articles we find interesting everything from practice um come subscribe to us on your podcast platform of choice or youtube we put our episodes out all those places uh google podcasts apple podcasts spotify etc um we really help our numbers if you came and subscribed but again, thank you so much for listening. We'll be doing one episode for the rest of the off season and then two episodes a week in season. Sorry, one episode a week for the rest of the off season and then two episodes a week for the season. So come get your Packers news here if you like what you heard so far. And until next time, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.